And welcome back to the Heather McCoy Show. Joining me on the line is Robert Larson. He's coming to us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hey, Heather. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. And as I start the segment, I, it's with a heavy heart because this is going to be the last uh, segment that we do together in our normal format. Um, our The last show is next week, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, but I just wanted to start off this particular uh, segment just thanking you for the um, two plus years that you've been on the air with me. I think it's actually three years that you've been on the air with me doing your updates every um, every morning. And I really appreciate your part of the show. And I'm starting to crack up a bit and cry. And um, it's really well, weird to be going through your final two shows. Like, it's really, really weird. Yeah, well, well, you're welcome, Heather. And thank you for the opportunity. I quite enjoyed doing this. I think people listening can tell we have fun with it. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm a little, little sad that it's coming to an end, but I wish you all the best on what your, your new chapter of your life you're going into. And I think it's going to be wonderful. And I will be having your back in any way that I can. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, so we'll start off with a really sad story. Five people at a drug uh, treatment facility in Marietta are being charged with murder of someone in their care. Um, this is just really, really awful. It is. And uh, there's, as anybody who's halfway paying attention knows, that the Inland Empire is uh, infamous for its uh, drug abuse problems, uh, meth and Oxycontin, heroin and alcohol, a lot of other things. And so it would only make sense since there's a lot of substance abuse in this region that there are drug treatment centers, which, okay, that's great. Um, people, they serve a purpose and sometimes they really help people and that, that's great. But the thing is that some of these drug treatment centers aren't as good as others. And again, they are for the most part businesses and out, uh, to make a profit so there can be problems when that's the case. And sometimes these businesses do things to cut corners and not following all the regulations they should be because it's more profitable that way until you get caught. But so it, it appears that maybe that's what happened here, but we don't really know. But we do know that um, this happened. Actually, this goes back to uh, 2010, so five years ago, and it's just now getting to the point of where five people that worked at this rehab center are being charged with murder. Now, the case involves a man, a uh, 53-year-old man named Gary Benefield, and he was uh, checked in there in uh, 2010. And uh, he, uh, the thing is, he had medical issues. So the he what was going on is that he had... Uh, uh, prescription medications that he was on and he had recently had a uh, been suffering from pneumonia and there was a uh, congestive heart failure involved as well so he was on medications and he was on supplemental oxygen meaning you know like an oxygen tank mm -hmm. and when he was checked into the center they didn't that didn't come along with him it was just like well we're checking you in We'll deal with this tomorrow, and we'll have a doctor come in or something. But I think I think when you have a center like that, you can't let someone have drugs with them or oxygen or anything like that. 
without a, a doctor signing off on it, which only makes sense. But this facility didn't have a doctor on staff, and this is another issue because they had gotten in trouble in um, 2008. They received a citation from the California Department of Alcohol and Drug Programs for advertising themselves as a medically managed detoxification facility. And there was no medical staff, uh, no medical personnel on staff. So they had to settle that case. And during the intervening time, they, uh, people, other people died at this facility. Wow. So there were two, at least two other deaths at, it's called A Better Tomorrow, which is kind of a weird sounding name. <laughs> well, it's funny because cool. it's ironic because they were going to get to his oxygen tomorrow, but it didn't turn out to be a better tomorrow because he died. Right. Really? I know. It's it's I, it's kind of creepy in a certain sense. Yeah. And the, the better tomorrow uh, is uh, a subsidiary of the parent company, American Addiction Centers. And I don't know that much about American Addiction Centers, but I would imagine if you looked them up, you would find that it's uh, I don't know maybe it's publicly traded but there's there's a whole issue here of turning profits and that's fine but what happens with a lot of these things is that they the profits become more important than people's lives and uh, the, that don't have all the details here but these pe five people have been indicted so obviously they didn't set out to kill this guy we don't think so but it's, I think it comes, uh, but they are being charged with murder. It's not manslaughter. So it, I think they feel, the uh, district attorney's office, or who's ever filing the charges here, that they were that negligent that, that, that you should have known that doing this would cause this guy to very likely die, and you just didn't care. Yeah, but that would so be... That would presuppose that they had the training to deal with that. If this medical, if this Medicare, um, like facility is the way that we're talking about it, like I would imagine that you know one of them was a truck driver just two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, you know the thing is, I think that, that the the guy who died and his family were like, uh, he needs these medications, and they were like, no. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't check a person in somewhere where they're under your care and they don't have access to medications that are needed for them to stay alive. Yeah. It's, it's and really... my guess is, I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is that they just wanted to get him in there because I've talked to people that work in this business. You want to get them in before they change their mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because once you get them in, then you have the money. Yeah. There's a paper signed, and either they've given you money or their insurance is agreed to. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if we wait till tomorrow, till we get a doctor to okay these meds and everything, we might he might change his mind. Because uh, addicts are that way. They change their minds. Yeah. So it's it's sad. It's a really sad case. And, and I uh, hope if they are truly found to be negligent and guilty that uh, it puts... A damper on these types of businesses that don't uh, follow all the regulations that they should be. Yeah. These guys are already out of out of operation. This group in, in Murrieta, but still, I think the company is still in existence. Yeah, yeah. In America, we seem to subscribe to the theory of a few bad apples when something like this would happen. Um, 
A construction worker in Riverside dies in a bee attack. And, you know, we were discussing different ways to die before the segment this morning. And, um, I don't know. I think a bee attack would be one of the more benign ones. I don't know that I'd say that, but I, I would say, yeah, there are definitely things a lot worse, but, um, it wouldn't, I don't think it would be pleasant in any way. Um, it, it would be, um, but yeah, it's just one of those weird things that like, uh, people be attacks. It's not super common for people to die, to die from bee attacks, but it's also not really completely rare either. It happens. Uh, I think a few people die every year, but generally when people die from uh, bee attacks, it's somebody who is allergic to bees or to bee venom. I, they're not saying that this was the case, but there were three uh, construction workers involved in Riverside, and they were uh, the contractor was grading a property for a parking lot, and they think that they hit an underground sprinkler control vault that was housing a beehive, and once that happened, the bees just swarmed, and you know how they do, just completely insane, and the three construction workers that were in the immediate vicinity were, were attacked and two of them were able to survive and one not. He, he, I guess he was still alive and they brought him to the hospital and he died shortly thereafter. Just uh, too much. Uh, I don't know. We went into shock or whatever, but they said it was really chaotic when the bees swarmed and that the uh, crew was going crazy. People were running everywhere. Um, people were, were rolling around with their hands covering their faces and swatting at them and then one guy uh, got the wherewithal to grab a water hose and sort of douse the men and that kind of either killed the bees or dissuaded them from stinging and whatnot so uh that that's a good thing but it's uh bees are not something to be taken lightly i mean generally we don't see a beehive but anybody could be in a situation where they just don't see one and they inadvertently disturb it. And then it's, it can be, uh, it can be deadly. Oh, it can be very deadly. Um, a hemat man gets ran over by his own car in a road rage incident. Um, fortunately this man just, it wasn't just him forgetting to put his car in park. Yeah, this is a, cause that would be kind of like the gods must be crazy or something. If, if that, if he did that, um, you know, road rage is always weird. I always feel weird when I hear about it. And and we all in Southern California spend a lot of time on the freeway. And it, and it's frustrating sometimes with traffic and things. And um, I'm not saying I'm completely innocent. I've gotten pissed off at people you know, um, and just, you know, whatever, maybe made a gesture that I shouldn't have. I but, average uh, about one a week. So What's that? I said I average a gesture about once a week. So, you know, but I, I find myself often, you know, checking myself and saying, wait a second, it's not worth it. This person either just didn't realize what they were doing and just let it go, or maybe they did. And, um, you know, there's nothing to be gained by this. I, I mean, obviously, to defend yourself in a situation where you're immediately maybe going to die, that's one thing. But to just go and I have to go and chastise this person, it's just like forget it, you know, let it go because you just never know that the person might try to run their car into you, might have a gun or whatever. You yeah. Just, and it's just, you have to try to be uh, sort of Zen about it. I know it's kind of hard, but it's very hard, it, especially yeah, with so, Newport beach. 
But when you read these stories, you realize, okay, it's not worth it. And so this situation was there were two guys in one car, a, a pickup truck, another guy in a sedan, an older guy. He was like 53. And these two other guys, I think, were probably in their 20s. They don't know who they are at this point. They're just going by descriptions. But they had an altercation, words exchange or something, and then they, they pulled over or something and got out. Uh, the two guys in the truck got out. And well, they all got out, and then one of the guys from the truck got in the other guy's car, took the car, and ran over the guy who owned that car. And uh, the older man named Tracy Levitt, and he uh, ran over him with such force that he uh, flew 15 feet into the air and uh, was hurt pretty badly and hospitalized. And he's going to survive, but it, it was a bad thing. But after they ran him over, then took a bunch of crap out of his car, not crap, I know it might have been some nice valuable stuff, threw it into their truck and then took off. So there's a cell phone video that somebody took, they've got that and they've, they've got a little bit to go on, so hopefully these guys will be found, but that's a little bit crazy. I mean, it's one thing to get angry with someone and maybe pull over and maybe uh, throw a couple of blows, even though that's not really a good thing, but to take the car and run over the person and you could have easily killed this guy and then they'd be charged with murder. Yeah. That seems like it's a inappropriate. You know, response. even if the yeah. guy had instigated it, you just like, it's just, <laughs> is it worth killing someone over? No. Um, you know, so it's just, I just try to tell people, take care when you're on the road. I know it's frustrating and just try to draw that all back. And if you feel like you're it being the victim and somebody you didn't do anything wrong, but this person's after you for some reason. Most of us have cell phones, smartphones in our car. It's pretty easy to dial 911. Yeah. And, and just, just say where you're at and what's going on. Yeah. And I think sometimes if they see you on the phone, they might assume you are calling 911 and might at that point then back off. They could, but, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's it's just sad. This guy, Fortunately, this guy didn't die, but these road rage happens just far too often. Oh, it totally does. Um, so we're going to talk about another type of uh, vehicle kind of thing that's happening in the Empire. Um, there are lots of reports of um, people rolling coal in Menifee and Hemet. And this this seems like it's like right up their alley. I think when I first heard the term rolling coal, it was like hillbillies in Texas doing it. So to me, it, translating it to the Empire makes perfect sense. Right. So, I mean, actually, it, it is another form of road rage. If you think it about is. It. Yeah. And it's um, and it's almost like a sort of political road rage, if you will. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of assumed that rolling coal, uh, for anyone who's kind of never heard this before, it's where people who have, generally they have pickup trucks and generally it's a diesel truck, but they actually alter their emission system so that they blow out more real ugly sooty black smoke and they can kind of turn it on and off and they generally like to turn it on and blow out extra amounts of this sooty exhaust when there's a prius or some other kind of hybrid that they they hate because that's an environmentalist environmentalists are evil and, and don't want to let us truck drivers just pollute all we want because there's no problem with that because global warming is a hoax you know yeah so that that that's kind of the the philosophy there, and there's plenty of uh, 
videos online. If just look up Rolling Golan, you'll find the idiots who believe this kind of thing. But anyway, so I, I didn't I didn't know it was going on that much around here. I kind of assumed maybe it was because there's a lot of those broish, overgrown pickup trucks out here that are often diesel. And so somebody wrote into the Press Enterprise uh, saying that they've noticed it uh, quite a bit around uh, Hemet and Menifee, and was just kind of asking the columnist to which the letter was addressed, what's the deal here? Is this illegal? And basically, yes, it is. And there's environmental, uh, you know, EPA regulations against doing that. There's California emissions laws that, you know, forbid you from changing your exhaust and there's just dmv code there's there's just you're breaking often you're breaking several laws when you're doing that kind of thing and uh so you know you're breaking laws and you're being an idiot so uh and diesel fuel i've known this but people tend to forget it that it's it's carcinogenic oh i did not know that actually yeah and i i have an i have a reaction to diesel fuel it makes my nose uh kind of itchy or whatever it's 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 not good stuff to be breathing and there are some diesel vehicles where they've yeah they've made them pretty good where there's not a lot coming out but if you were breathing a lot of diesel on a daily basis it, it would quite increase your risk of getting cancer so it's just it's not a good thing and um but yeah so it's happening out here i will uh hopefully i won't see any more of it and hopefully a l little more um awareness of it will cause people to think twice and realize they could get ticketed and maybe even arrested for doing that. Yeah. Like, um, rolling calls again, the only thing that, um, was missing out of idiocracy, the 2006 movie. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, Robert Larson, he comes to us from the other side of the Cleveland national forest. Well, thank you for being on the show this morning. It's been my pleasure. And of course you are listening to the Heather McCoy show. <laughs> 